And it's round two. Thank you so much for tuning in to another gigantic leap. And you know what? This one goes into what I was speaking about last a time. So this is 2014. So you know what, man? I just got to paint the picture, right? So what was happening? I was going through a lot of distress at my previous job in the south of Thailand. So after I had already achieved the goal of leaving a job that was really, really bad and headed to the south of Thailand, it was really good. It's always good in the beginning. And then you start to see the true colors. See, I was working with about three women who used to, who would use groupthink as a way of controlling other people. So let me put it this way. They're over the age of 50. They have been teaching there for probably who 500 million years, the eighties. And so Whatever they thought it was, that's what it was. There was no going against their opinion whatsoever. If you do, then you're going against the three of them. So what we have in Thailand is an expression called manupa. Basically, that's the old complaining lady. I don't remember seeing these older elderly people in America constantly complaining all the time. But in Thailand, well, let's just say they're going through the end of life crisis, I guess. I don't know. That's what I'm basically labeling it as. But nonetheless, first three months, it was very good. And I remember right after the holidays, the summer holidays, things began to change. Now, I was very, very happy with everything that was, you know, the courses that I was getting, the classes that were being taught, the students that I was obtaining. But Somewhere around about June or July, I stopped going into this specific room, also known as the teacher's room, because one, I just didn't like them anymore, you know, or they would be very two-faced and not speak to me one day, then the other day they speak to me. These three older women, they had so much power that they ended up changing the minds of the other younger teachers there that were probably at the age of what, 25 to 30. So then they would give me dirty looks. And then I'm like, you know what? This is just a very unwelcoming environment. I'm going to stay in my classroom. So I never ever went down to that teacher's room ever again for the last two months. And I remember I told the lady who originally had hired me before, <clears throat> I told her, listen, I don't want to renew you know, my work permit here. I just don't want to be here anymore. And then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? I can't find a job outside because Thailand, Back in 2014, that's when colorism was at its height. I mean, I would get emails saying no black teacher. I would get emails of, you know, uh, you know, potential suitors saying, oh, can you send us a picture? Can you send us a picture? And you know exactly what that is, right? And so, I mean, you could imagine what would happen to the conscious mind of a 26, 27 year old. And at that point, a kid. Because, again, I came here with an open mind, believing that these people were very open-minded, but I ended up getting treated horrifically for the next several years. Um, and nonetheless, I remember I went back to her, and this is the lady that hired me to begin with. And I told her, I said, hey, I want to stay because I kept switching my mind. She's like, no, if you want to stay, you're going to have to get the three teachers from your department, and we're going to have a meeting, and you're going to tell them why you want to stay. And I remember she was speaking to me in such a tone that I said, I'm done. And I said, you know what? No, I'm done. And I remember going back to the computer lab, computer lab because this place was technically my safe haven, right? It was air conditioned because this school had no air condition except in that teacher's room that I did not like going in. And I went back in there and I just sat there. I said, man, what did I just do? 
I no longer have a job and I'm relying on basically the heavens or someone on the other side to give me a job or to come back and communicate with me who probably wasn't that specific individual wasn't communicating with me up until that point. So I said, okay, Arsenio, stick through it. And this is when I entered a very, very dark moment in my life. I remember I took a ride home and I remember I had one hand on the ignition on one steering wheel of this moped is what they, uh, moped in America here in Thailand, they call it a motorcycle. And I had my left hand on my chin. At that specific moment, I did not care anymore about my well-being. That's the dark place that I actually went into. And what did I do to snap out of it? I said, you know what, Arsenia, you got to just get out of your rut. I went to an internet cafe. I don't know why, because I actually had a computer, if I'm not mistaken. But, or maybe this was before. I'm not exactly sure, because I remember I bought a computer right around that time. But I went to this internet cafe. And I sat there and I applied for jobs everywhere while watching a comedian from the 1980s. He actually did a show, not uh, I guess you could say a few, several years ago, Sinbad, right? And I'm watching it and then I got three emails. One was from a school in another province, like close, like central Bangkok. And then the other one was from a guy saying, yes, confirm, I'll see you at the morning on this day. And then I was able to escape that dark place. So on the last day of school, um, I just had to collect that check and I had to leave. That was it. And it's, it's funny because you can never leave with content, with a peace of mind, knowing that everything is good. You know, with this relationship, it's going to close now and that's going to be the end of it. And I mean, I left and the only teacher I actually said goodbye to was, um, was uh, this guy that lent me his motorcycle because those three women, they ended up creating lies such as, oh, he was teaching at my home and he made these children cry. I mean, it was the craziest things I've ever heard in my life, but they were trying to get me fired. And I remember, I still remember, we were driving up and we were heading straight to that Malaysian border at Sadao in the south of Thailand. And I got a phone call from this girl, Pachari, and she was the only one that was kind of half cool. She was kind of head of the education department, but not through the older, you know, the older nasty ones. And she's like, hey, um, you didn't get your da 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 sign from blah, 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 blah. But at that time, I had already gotten my last check, my last money. And I was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of just winking, saying, yeah, right. And... She's like, are you coming back on Monday? And this was Friday. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be back on Monday. From that point forward, I blocked everything. I threw that SIM card away. I crossed into Malaysia, stayed there one night, and I flew back into Thailand on a different visa to begin my search. Guys, this was in October 2014. And this this ended up being the darkest month of my life turned you know success story but you know what this is the first time i had some of the most deep some of the darkest thoughts i've ever had in my life because of the things that i had to endure and not i had to endure but the things that i did go through and i'm going to specifically talk about this in the next one before going into the the last gigantic leap because I think a lot of people need this, especially if they're dealing with depression. Um, was that depression with me? Not necessarily. It was just, 
I luckily I had that dog in me that was still a little bit bright. It's kind of like the lights right above. It was still a little bit bright. If that light had gone out, who knows where I would be in the world or if there would be an Arsenio right now. But I still had that little fire in me saying, Arsenio, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. And I had two other individuals, which I will talk about very, very shortly in the next one, um, because this is, this could be very meaningful for a lot of you out there. So nonetheless, guys, I had a job, but I knew if I stayed there in the south of Thailand at that school with those three older women, with those, those students who were just completely undisciplined, we're talking about a technical college. This is basically, in America, we would, we would label this the uh, opportunity school. So students who are expelled from the rest and they're just horribly horrible, they go to this place called an opportunity school. And there it's basically like a juvenile hall. This sets them up for failure. They end up going to jail or dead. This is what America is. This is what happened to a lot of my students in the South. And so I need to talk about this. I need to talk about this next part because I really need to get it out officially out of my chest because I never really talked to anyone about October 2014. And so guys, stay tuned for that. It's going to be directly after this. Same shirt, same color, same everything. So what can you learn from this? You have to do what's best for you. You have to do what's best for your happiness. I didn't do it. I did that because I knew if I stayed there, I could have had a heart attack. I was so depressed. The people were racist. Everything was just ugly. It was a dark shroud of ugliness. And I left. So if you're going through that and you have the potential to leave and leave that shitty job, please do so. So stay tuned for the next one. Over and out.